Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life, episode 17. It's 17 in. JC, uh, I gotta ask, how's everything been? Uh, everything <laughs> has been... <laughs> Oh, the Warriors! Sucked. The Warriors. <laughs> let's just let's just start. It's it's been rough for you, dude. It's been super rough yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this. One week ago, last time we recorded, KD's Achilles was intact. Clay's knee was intact. The Warriors were still very much in play, although behind for an NBA championship. And everything has gone to shit sports wise since that that one week. A lot can change in one week, bro. Wait, a week ago when we recorded, KD got hurt, right? No. No, KD got hurt on like Monday, dude. Wait, really? On game four. Yeah. Damn. I'm telling you, it hasn't been a week and all of this shit has happened. It's been crazy. No, dude. Our, our, our last episode, it, it was titled like, uh, uh, KD gave up his Achilles. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're so, you're so, <laughs> dude, trust me. I, I understand. I understand. You're go- you've been going through a lot. Like, <laughs> oh, I think we recorded right after. Yeah, we did. Remember, he, that's a it was a true right reaction he, episode. You're right. Yeah, because oh man, you're right. We recorded on Monday. Anyway, yeah, it's been a blur, and obviously my memory has been warped. And you know, I wish I could get that. I feel like you're in the twilight zone. Being a warrior fan, it's like the twilight zone now. It is the twilight zone, but hopefully, all the. Uh, all the non-warrior fans are are happy. The higher, uh, the higher you are, the 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 you know the 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 steeper the fall. And damn, we dropped big at, time. Every time the Warriors lose, especially in a playoff game, I always say the same thing to you. I text you, stay off social media, <laughs> stay off social know, media man. for at least a day because I know it tears you apart, dude. Yeah, like just all the social haters media come is out. Toxic. All the uh, all the bandwagon Raptor fans and all of the <laughs> Warrior haters definitely were in full swing, but it's all good, you know. With three rings, we had a lot of good times, so it puts in perspective how how much you know how fleeting the moments are, and you want to really enjoy when things are really good. Well, I wanted to mention, you know, to bring you bring you good news through the last week, mm-hmm. and you know this already. Mm-hmm. I told yeah. you that I proposed to my girlfriend. I mean, you've known me for a long time, dude, and this mm-hmm. is pretty epic for me um, to put it yeah. in all the perspective. I've been dating this girl for yeah. seven years, man. And yeah. yeah, like you've been talking me through the stages, man, of my relationship. I remember you always check in on me like, bro, is yeah. it going to happen? And I'm always like, nah, man, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not in the cards yet. But yeah. yeah. Congratulations, bro. Speaking of a lot can change in one week. One week ago, you were not a fiance. Now you are a fiance. And the... You know, the process has started, man. That's step one. And the journey is just starting for you, bro. I know. I remember you were telling me, you know, for the proposal, it's going to be a lot of uh, pressure and just um, anxiety. And yeah, Yeah. it did did pan out that way. And I I mentioned to you that all the things I had planned on saying in that moment while standing in front of her, dude, (laughs) like half that shit came out. I don't even remember. It was a blur, dude. Like like you were saying, the last week was a blur. That shit was a blur. That day was a blur. Yeah, so at least from the ball ball versus life setup, we definitely had life take over this past week, man. It's crazy. But congrats, bro. Like uh, hopefully it went well. Welcome to the club. 
Well, I can and, say uh, she said yes, so it did go well. <laughs> I wouldn't be mentioning this shit if she said no, dude. I don't think I could record. <laughs> I'd be like, we got to take a week break, at least a week break. I want to mention this to... Uh, I did catch the finals game, but at a restaurant. I was celebrating the engagement the next day. I got I got I proposed Wednesday, and the finals game was Thursday. And I was literally, mm. literally eating in a restaurant while watching the game. That's ball versus life. Hey, man. It wasn't much to watch. I'll tell you that. You didn't miss much. <laughs> I wish I joined you at the restaurant because, geez, <laughs> I was sitting at home by myself in the couch and I was I was sulking in misery. I don't know. I want to ask you, is it worse when you have misery? Is it worse to suffer alone or suffer with people? Like if you were at a bar with all these other like what's I mean, either way, it's terrible. But would you rather be alone in misery or be with others in misery? <laughs> misery loves company, <laughs> saying goes. So I think it might have been better, but. I've been watching the games with some of my buddies, but we didn't have that much luck, so we tried to change the juju around by kind of switching things up and watching by solo. Juju did not change, and if anything, it got worse. So next time, I'm going to invite some dudes over, and we can just knock some beers over while we're watching the game. <laughs> you got to do, do what it takes to mix up the juju, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, we're trying everything, man. With that said, let's just let's just get into the finals, man. I know I know I propose it's a big deal, but hey, she said yes. It went well, but we're back on this pod, dude. This is pod life, man. This is true hey, pod man. life. Back to business, man. You got to you got to handle business. So we with that said, you got to face this yet again, dude. I don't so, want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, let's just let's just start with look, the Warriors lost. Uh, yeah. They lost in game 6. Uh, I think a lot of people going into that game already predicted that the chances were slim that they would win. And it mm-hmm. was a close game, man. It was close even with Clay going down. And we'll, we'll touch upon that. Clay go- went down with a pretty catastrophic injury, an ACL injury. But the game was still within hand. Even with that said, um, the Warriors were fighting very valiantly. And the Toronto Raptors were they were playing to win, dude. They wanted to close yeah. it out. They weren't scared of the moment. They weren't scared of the being being. Uh, being an away game Cal Lowry came yeah. up huge in that game yeah. Van Fleet yeah. came up huge and they pulled off the win Curry had a shot to put the Warriors in lead with 10 I don't know 9 seconds left or whatever yeah. and he missed it it was a good look dude it was a good look a shot that he probably could make 7 out of 10 times but look that's just how the cookie crumbles he missed it and Dre actually got the rebound but he called a timeout dude he had a Chris Webber moment and yeah. that was kind of another just kind of a microcosm of how the Warriors season has gone, to be honest. Let, yeah. let me wipe a tear right now because you're literally literally let me, letting me relive every freaking moment of this epic fail of a Game 6 for us. But you're a true Blue Game fan, man. Like Your yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. is truly from a Warriors fan of how you felt. And that's the thing. Yeah, like yeah. That's... As long as much as you have to relive it, I actually want to hear about it, dude. I want to hear like yeah, yeah, how yeah. what you exactly were feeling because, like I said, dude, yeah. I proposed, dude. I I couldn't even. I was I was at a family yeah. dinner. Yeah, so yeah. how did you feel in those moments, man? Like especially yeah. at the end of the game. Let's talk about the end of the game and not Clay's injury yet. No, no. Uh, well, I do want to start with Clay's injury right. just because Let's right before it happened, I mean, we were we were getting flashes of Game Six Clay. Oh yeah. And we all know how crazy Game Six Clay was. He was getting in that moment where he was pulling up from three right after a rebound and just throwing up the court with no one to rebound the ball. And he was making it. So Clay was heating up in that third quarter. And I think had he stayed healthy, it would have potentially been 
a much different outcome. We never know. I mean, Toronto definitely was 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 playing well. So when Clay went down, I mean, I was just beside myself. It was just like how how many devastating injuries can you can you get within your team in this stage and and expect to overcome it but we still somehow we're still hanging around on on uh the third and fourth quarter even until about you know nine seconds left yeah so i think it's just been such a roller coaster the end was just it's just utter shock you know, unlike the Game 7 loss with Cleveland a couple of years back, which was, it was literally like you just got a bullet to your head and then you're just shocked and you just kind of get, you weren't expecting that to happen. Everything was over time. Game 5 with KD going down and then Clay going down. You just kind of have the sinking feeling as all of the chips were were falling down that it just really wasn't going to be happening for us. And it was just... It just sucked, man. We saw that Toronto, you know, when the buzzer hit, it was just, there was just a sense of relief just because mm-hmm. the anguish that we had been carrying through, even st- since the start of the season with the whole KD free agency looming, it was just finally over in many ways, right? So yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was brutal. It was painful. It was like, it was, it was, it was a tragedy all over, all over. And I don't know, man, like right after the, the loss, even though I expected logically that it wasn't going to be happening, it still hurts just because we had opportunities. And unlike in years past where we were able to capitalize, it didn't happen this this time around. So uh, this is my take on the game when Clay went down. And I want to I don't want to take away credit from the Raptors, but I really, truly believed if Clay didn't go down, especially how the momentum was at that point. And game six, Clay really did. He scored 30 points before he went down. And that was in the third quarter. So. Like, yeah. he had a whole, another quarter to be Game 6 Clay, and he was truly heating yeah. up. I mean... To make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't hear the audio of the game, but I was watching it from the restaurant, and I was like, damn, this guy's gonna, he's gonna be carrying the team for the next, like, couple minutes yeah. at least. So, it, it was brutal to see that, because I really believe that they could, probably could have forced the Game 7, if not for Clay going down. Um, yeah. You guys and, were still And you right never there. know in a Game 7 situation yeah. what could happen, right? We said in the last podcast at the end, I said... If it goes Game 7, it's going to be a 50-50 proposition. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's not to take away credit from the Raptors being at home. It's just a mm-hmm. Game 7 is the ultimate pinnacle of pressure. <laughs> I mean, every yeah. all these games are pressure. But Game 7, win or go home, it's yeah. it's it's tight. You you can get really tight shooting those shots, dude. And yeah. Cal Lowry, yeah. he came up big Game 6. And he's kind yeah. of the guy that sometimes gets a little tight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at that point in time, Game 7, there's no margin for error. And we saw that when the Warriors played Cleveland. Like, no one was making shots just because the pressure was so high at that level. And, you know, I would have wanted to see how we would have responded, even if we were a couple of men down, just because... You know, maybe experience would play a role in that stage, but unfortunately, we weren't able to get to that moment. Let me take a step back mm-hmm. and give credit where credit is due. And I'll be a classy fan here and say that the, the Raptors beat us this series. Mm. You play the cards that are dealt with you. We were dealt a shitty hand, the Warriors were, yet the Raptors still played and handled business. And props to them for having a game plan, having the personnel uh, execute in key moments. Van Fleet made some big shots. Kyle Lowry played well. Ibaka was playing real solid as well. Uh, Spicy P 
had some up and down games, but he, you know, he he had more ups than downs at least in this series, and obviously Kawhi did. So, all due respect and credit to the Toronto Raptors, they earned this championship. I know, having seen it with the Warriors, how difficult it is to close out a series and to win a championship. And I hope that we we don't take that away from the Raptors. And as painful as it is to see from my perspective, you kind of just know when you're beat, right? And everything that was happening well for us in previous years was not happening this year. So it wasn't our year. And congrats to the Toronto Raptors for for getting that ring. As much as it pains me to say that, um, give credit when credit is due. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The Raptors played a solid game throughout the whole series. They were the most consistent team, and I think that was what really won out at the end. And it wasn't really the Warriors' fault that they weren't consistent because of all the injuries. And even, Mm -hmm. even beyond that... Like these players playing at such a limited capacity, and I and I think Kawhi was playing at a really limited capacity, to be honest. Even though he showed out yeah. for a lot of those games, I was I was watching the press conference when when he was talking about uh, just the win and getting MVP and stuff like that. And when he when he walked off the press conference, dude was limping so badly. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this guy's definitely hurt. But to put in perspective, the Warriors, there's no there's going to be no asterisk on the Toronto Raptors winning the championship, but it's mm-hmm. definitely the most hurt Warriors team that has ever played in the playoffs since this construction of these different iterations of the championship warriors that have played but look they they, they, let me ask you a question speaking of injuries Mm -hmm. when was the last time you watch a final series where the top players suffered this level of devastating injuries think about all of the superstars that you've seen Think about if Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh suffered a torn Achilles or a torn ACL in that stage. Shaq or Kobe. Imagine if Scottie Pippen or Jordan, you know, or Tim Duncan, right? Any of these players suffered that scale of an injury. Do you think those teams would have an opportunity to close out? These are key players. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not an excuse. You deal with the, the hand that's dealt to you. And it was a shitty hand for the Warriors. We saw how Kevin Durant played during that 12-minute stretch before he busted his Achilles. I, I dare you to tell me that that is not a difference maker in this series. I mean, that's the reality. That's what happened. He wasn't playing, and the Raptors capitalized on, on, on that situation. No asterisk, you know, you, you play who's in front of you. And I think that's one of the at least more toxic things that's been happening on social media just because prior to this, you know, people were just saying, now, now Steph Curry feels how LeBron felt. You know, like, whatever. Yeah. The nature of these devastating injuries are much serious than whatever the other teams had at that level. And I'm not trying to discredit it. It does make a difference. And that's and that's why you give credit when when the the opponents actually capitalize on those situations and and close it out as needed. Yeah, I, I as to your question, yeah, I have I don't remember anything in memory of mine that of this nature, like Katie going out with Achilles injury that he's going to be out for a whole year, and Clay with an ACL tear, which is a nine it's like a nine month recovery period. He, if when he if and when he comes back, it'll be by. March and then he won't even be fully healthy. Like it will take time for him to get back to his old clay self. So it's yeah, it's it's extremely devastating to put it, it all into yeah. perspective. What the Warriors yeah. this run has costed them. And again, they had no control. They, these these guys want to play and they want to win that chip. They're gonna yeah. play if they can play. It just how can you expect these injuries? It's just something gives sometimes, and you can have no control over it. And as a Warrior fan, that's the most 
scary thing. It's like you are at the top of the mountain. Even though KD could have left, but you're still thinking like, well, we have our core. But with Clay yeah. getting this injury, you're going into next season thinking, holy shit, man. Yeah. But I want to... Before we digress into the future of, of the Warriors, uh, yeah. I wanted to say one big thing that kind of was exposed was the Warriors' lack of bench, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know yeah. KD went out, but even then, the bench was just horrible. They had some games where people stepped up, but Sean Livingston, Livingston is on his last legs. I mean, I love the dude. His story is great, but he really is on his last legs. Yeah, um, he didn't show much, man. Quinn it was Cook? Just, it was, it was, he was a shell of his himself at least in the series it was really it was tough to see him not go after 50 50 balls yeah uh and then our bench players were not hitting shots quinn cook was hot or cold and then all of our other jordan bell god bless his his energy but man he made some crucial crucial mistakes yeah we we were we knew that we were top heavy and we didn't really have our bench they couldn't compensate for the loss and it was really sad just I want to just revisit the injuries and just kind of have like my thoughts about it. I came to grips about losing the series. Mm. Um, you can just kind of see when someone's outplaying you and we couldn't really recover. But what really, really made me depressed and just hurt about this whole situation was just the devastating nature of the injuries just because they reverberate through next season. Yeah. Katie might not even see the court the whole season next year. That's crazy. Right? It's crazy. And that's that's. That. That's that's crazy. Hate him or love him, losing one of the top players in the league, someone as skilled as him, is such a devastating blow to the NBA and, and, and the Warriors. You know, you want your top players playing for that. And I know that there's a lot of vitriol against him. To be honest, it just it still makes me... I, I just don't understand why people just can't appreciate what he's able to bring to the game. But it, that's extremely devastating. And Clay, of course, whatever the timeline is... Yes, modern medicine has made it better for folks to, especially these athletes, to come back from that. But that's that's a that's a really serious injury, man. Mm-hmm. For both of them, we don't know what we're going to get with them in the future. And it's just really sad. I just wanted to t- take a look at the silver lining with all of this. The Warriors, as an organization, has been getting a lot of hate. KD, specifically, has been getting a lot of hate. And my hope is silver lining for all of these injuries. I hope people really appreciate how dedicated these guys are to their sport and to their team. You may not be a fan of the Warriors. You may not like KD for what he did, but you really got to give them respect for putting their bodies out in the line uh, just to for, for, for a sport that they love. And, you know, there's a ton of money at stake. He could have skipped that, but you got to really put some respect on that man's name for actually putting his body on the line there. And it's just... I hope that, that that shifts, you know, whatever narrative and he becomes beloved in terms of the NBA and people can kind of really think about and think less about the choices he's made and uh, in the past about changing organizations and think about the choice that he had to make in that stage and, and ultimately taking a loss. In many ways, that can be a silver lining for the Warriors season. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people didn't like us, but people just start. I felt like... We got more respect in this season, yeah. in a loss to the Raptors, than the championship seasons that we had in the past mm. couple of years. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Everybody was thinking the team was stacked. They were supposed to win. Yeah. 
what do you expect, right? And then now that they get hurt, I felt like they gained so much more respect knowing that they were really putting their bodies in the line and understanding that this is such a difficult endeavor. And I hope that people appreciate that. Um, and I want to give KD and Clay much love for whatever they've done for the organization and the fans. So that's tough, man. That's really well, tough. That's really well said. I think coming from like a true fan of the, the sport of basketball and beyond just the Warriors... You can really think about things in that perspective because when you think about just as a warrior fan or whatever team you're a fan of right in this year especially with katie going to be a free agent and with this devastating injury you can easily be like well if he spurs spurns us and he leaves even with the achilles injury somebody willing to pony up the money you could be bitter right away right but you appreciate yeah. what he's done for the team and he did put yeah. his body on the line dude like he and we talked about this in a couple episodes ago where i was like he's taking a huge risk dude He's taking a yeah. huge risk stepping on that court. And you know he's yeah. not healthy. That's 100%. He was not close to being truly healthy. The only reason he came back was because it's the finals. If it was a regular season game or even rounds before, he, he would not be back. He, he pushed it. He pushed it. Clay pushed it yeah. too. Clay pushed his hamstring injury, yeah. man. He, that guy yeah. wasn't healthy. You might seem yeah. like he's healthy. He's running on the court. He seems like he, But he's not. I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee Exactly. So much respect. I don't know how the what the future holds. Maybe that's a good segue to at least the next segment. But <laughs> I don't know what happens with Well let, with, let, let, let me pose this Warriors. before we go to the next segment. Because the next segment will be about the Lakers and next year yeah. what we'll bring. <laughs> that'll be more yeah. good news for me. Let's just say that much. Do you think people are talking the dynasty's over, right? Next year's gonna be a yeah. brutal year for the Warriors. They're gonna be struggling yeah. to get into the playoffs. Yeah. What's what's going on through your mind, dude? Like the dynasty, you know, three out of the last well, four years, chips. I'll tell you this, man. I'm I'm questioning whether or not it's over. I mean, I've been literally looking at my ceiling at night, just thinking, wait, is is this it? Is this it? A lot of it is going to be predicated in terms of the free agency decisions. That's independent of the injuries, right? I mean, Clay and KD, interestingly, are both free agents. Mm. Um, my understanding is Joe Lacob and, and, and management are going to offer the barn everything for both of these guys. There's a lot of optimism that Clay will want to stay. He loves it here. So we're optimistic that he'll rehab, try to get right once again and come back. Um, I want to say um, this before we, you continue. Michael Thompson, who is also, he does color for the Lakers, Laker games. He did say, he, I mean, he's, my, he's Clay Thompson's dad. He did say that. Clay's gonna resign, and Michael Thompson doesn't f around, dude. He he's, he's a really like straightforward guy, you know. He's straight to the point. So I do expect yeah. him to sign. With that said, I don't think his dad will come out and say something like that unless he yeah, has good feeling true. with his son. And he's been saying all along oh. that Clay would resign. Yeah, yeah, he loves he loves it up here, and he's he's definitely beloved with with the fan base. So it's all a matter of just you know giving him what he deserves. And at this point, I think the organization is going to really take care of him and. And make sure that can stay here even longer. That's good. Now, with KD, mm. we've been talking about it the whole season. We don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Does the injury change circumstances for him? The fact of the matter is he won't be able to play next season. Would other teams be interested in offering the max for him? Would the Warriors provide the best situation for him as he rehabs? So I think the dynasty question is going to be predicated on that. Mm. Even if they both resign, 
I don't know. These are yeah. devastating injuries. I don't know if we're going to get the same KD back. I don't know if we're going to get the same Clay back. Mm. All I know is our ownership has shown that they are extremely competitive and they are willing to put the money where their mouth is. They did it with DeMarcus Cousins. Even when they signed him to a relatively minimum deal, they still actually had to pay extra taxes to make that work. These guys are overly competitive and they are smart and savvy. So they haven't really given us any reason Mm. to think that they wouldn't make the right decisions to put us in a position to succeed. With that said... I, I thought the same thing about the SF Giants. And mm. the Giants were considered a mini dynasty by winning three every other year earlier in this decade, right? Yeah. Um, and all of those management and ownership also were considered to be very smart uh, and loyal people, right? Yeah. And look at where the Giants are right now. So there's a lot of parallels in terms of the level of su- success. I do think the, the Warriors have a tremendous more talent. And the Giants yeah. were, in many ways, just, they were very lucky and fortunate. And I don't want to discredit the Giants, but I'm just saying, right? Sustaining an extended period of success is very, very, very hard to do just because it's a cyclical kind of thing. So are we at the end of the cycle? Are we in the middle of a cycle? I don't know. You tell me. I do think that if we can resign both players, that we could find some potential to to be competitive again but yeah that's what's keeping me up at night the long-term implications of this yeah we talked about our last episode that i think the warrior situation would be ideal for katie with this achilles injury achilles injury but at the end of the day no one knows what katie's going to do whether that's the best situation for him or not he nobody knows what he's going to make what his call is going to be and there's so many other different factors that are going to play into it without going so much into it right now but like if Kyrie signs with brooklyn is he going to try to pull katie with him to brooklyn because brooklyn has two max slots and the rumor has been Kyrie wants to play with kd or new york the knicks i mean so who knows who knows we don't know about the future and we're actually going to find out pretty soon <laughs> in two weeks free agency is coming uh, early July and we're going to find out and that's that's kind of scary for the Warriors but I'll say this the Warriors future although looks suddenly bleak and I know through this whole process when you were talking about that Giants analogy the SF Giants analogy that you were saying the reason why you wanted to maximize now is because you, the sports is fickle and today this season is truly the example of that right like those two injuries coming out of nowhere has changed the complete landscape of the NBA not just the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. All these decisions, Katie going in and not not being available. And now we're talking about the West is wide open. The West is completely yeah. wide open. Even if you guys lost this finals and, and Clay resigns, I think the Warriors would have been still a top team even without Katie. But now with, yeah. with Clay injured, and this transi- transitions me into, I really believe the whole Lakers trading for Anthony Davis, which is a huge, huge blockbuster trade. There was more pressure on the Lakers to pull that trade more than ever now because of yeah. these injuries, dude. If the Warriors were still there, the Lakers already want to be in contention. But next year, yeah. the West is wide open. So you got to pull yeah, that trade. Wide. Like you're thinking... So what happened? Yeah, dude, we got Anthony Davis. <laughs> we as in the Lakers. I get to say we for once, dude. We as in the Lakers. Yeah. I've been saying you and you guys for the last couple weeks, dude. It's all been yeah. we've been taking L's for a long time, man. The Lakers have been taking yeah. so many L's and you we've talked about it extensively. Yeah. The front office is in disarray, but they pulled it together, yeah. pulled the Anthony Davis trade off. Anthony Davis was traded 
to the to the Pelicans for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, three first round picks, Josh Hart. That's the deal. That's the deal. You can we can argue whether it's too much or too little, but Anthony yeah. Davis is in a Laker uniform. So it's gonna yeah, be LeBron James and Anthony Davis, dude. I was driving when I saw that. I almost drove off the freeway. <laughs> Fuck man. <laughs> That's a crazy trade. That's a superstar trade. And you know what? As surprised as we all are right now, we we know that the Lakers have been trying to make a max move. Yeah. And it's just crazy that they were able to capitalize on it. We all, I mean, you were skeptical. Dude, like, I was. You were just kind of joking around. Yeah. I was just like, you know, AD might, might, might come knocking at your door. And he was like, nah, man, it's not going to happen. But... It seems like when they fired Dell Demps, yeah. when the New Orleans Hornets fired Dell Demps and this whole magic situation happened, there was a little bit more clarity mm-hmm. in terms of the situation. And then the toxic people that were involved with the, whatever the whole tampering situation has been removed. And then, you know, cooler has prevailed and they made it happen. So what's your thoughts? Dude, when the 80 news dropped, I was also driving, dude, and I had my GPS on on the whatever the mid the the middle compartment of my car to look at it and all i saw was a text from you dude all you wrote is ad yeah. and i freaked out yeah. dude because i couldn't check shit M- my fiance was next to me and i was like dude why would he just text me ad finish the fucking sentence and you never fucking let up with anything dude because i was on the way to the goddamn beach man and i couldn't yeah. check my phone because it was another 40 minute drive i'm not gonna stop just to yeah. check my phone because i'm looking at the gps you fucker yeah. dude at least finish the sentence lakers traded for yeah. ad or whatever i was like freaking out so finally when i got there i was able to go on my damn phone check twitter oh my god we traded for anthony davis <laughs> So yeah, yeah dude, man. we're elated, dude. We're crazy. elated over here. Look, I, I've been on the fan forums. I'm I'm a lurker, and there's a there's a contingent of people who are super pissed. But I'm telling you, from a fan, from my perspective, it's a win, man. It's a win. How can you not think it's a win? You're you're crazy to think that's not a win. For all those fans complaining, we gave up too much. Just last year, we're gonna give up everything. All right, sure, we got the number four pick. We gave it up, but these are all unknown entities. All right. Lonzo, people are like, oh my god, don't sleep on Lonzo's potential, which I firmly agree. Brandon Ingram, he's shown flashes, but he's an unknown commodity. You're training for a guy who's 26 years old in his prime. Sure, he's injury prone, but Brandon Ingram's injury prone. Lonzo Paul's injury prone. You're not trading these like stellar guys that have proven themselves that are known commodities. You're trading for a guy yeah. who's a top seven talent. So yeah. I just don't understand these fans that are complaining. I'm like, get out of here, dude. I'm sorry, dude. Get the fuck out of well, here. I mean, well, I, I guess what they're thinking is is you traded literally three lottery picks, yeah. top two top two picks. Lonzo was number two. Ingram was number two, right? The number four pick this year, which, you know, who could it be? R.J. Barrett? I don't know. Yeah. And then two more first rounders, right? And then Josh Hart, which there's no... Yep. I would love Josh Hart yep. on the Warriors squad. Yeah. So maybe that's where they're coming from, where there's a ton of talent. I think the idea is AD, as talented as, as he is, still comes with some risks. Mm-hmm. He's been banged up this year, and he's had a little bit of injury history. And I'll tell you this, I know all about injuries right now. <laughs> and you face one one injury, and that might be game over, mm-hmm. right? So it's basically putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And that's a really big basket. And he is an all-world talent. 
Yeah. But maybe that's where the thinking is. I, I, I see what you're why saying. Why people are really upset. Maybe I, people really like Lonzo and Lavar and shit. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a... Fa- I mean, there's there's a part of you when you root for a team, you become invested in the players, right? You see their potential. Yeah. Sometimes you overvalue their potential, even because you're the mm-hmm. one always wa- you're watching them. You're hoping that they they live up to the potential that you think that they can. And I yeah. believe Lonzo is going to be a great talent. I still believe that. I think Brandon Ingram can be honestly an All Star. Um, he has the mm-hmm. skill set. He has to refine some things, like that shot yeah. of his and stuff. But he can be a two way player. But to get back on track, you need superstar talent unless you're the warriors right where they develop the talent and they became superstars in a system that was really well developed for them the lakers are a long way from that with the players that they yeah. have even with lebron james and that last year proved that dude last year proved that we had a year to see it that's the thing we had yeah. a year to see it. it's not like oh man like we didn't get to see it like brandon ingram struggled to play with lebron james man it wasn't a yeah, seamless but, like transition yeah yeah but th- that's where the dissonance came in right again lebron's timeline is different from brandon yeah. ingram and and lonzo ball that was the issue it's the lebron situation that prompted them yeah. to make this trade the warriors were able to develop steph and clay they didn't make it happen in one season. They had time and uh, and Draymond to figure that out. Then they add add KD and then they add like an Andrew Bogut or whatever. Yeah. These guys might still be players and it's just the context with which they're given the opportunity. And I think the LeBron situation, we talked about this earlier yeah. in previous episodes. The LeBron situation really threw a kink in terms of the Lakers' plans. Maybe Magic wanted to develop these guys and see what they could do. But... You know, the timeline is different. Now, it makes sense, though. Yeah. You know, LeBron and AD are in the same timeline. And the Lakers are punting on the wide open West next yep. year, yep. essentially. And that's why this whole KD thing was such a major situation for the NBA. Because it really shakes things up. Yeah. It opens things up for other teams to get an opportunity. And, man, they did the Lakers really capitalize on that. Yeah. and So, we'll see. And you're right. You ha- Look... What the Toronto Raptors did this year, they traded for Kawhi. They took a risk. Whether Kawhi leaves or not, that risk was worth it, dude. They won exactly. the championship. That's the whole fucking point of why you run sports franchises. All these front offices, they're trying to win championships. One, yeah. two, three, just one. That's worth it, dude. It's 100%. Yeah. It changes your whole franchise, man. It makes you into a champion franchise. It's so hard to win the chip. You know this, dude. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard. So, like, if you have an opportunity to trade away assets, and Boston has this struggle, dude. Boston hoards their assets, but look at what happened to them this year. Did it work out for them? They have all these assets, dude. They have all these fucking assets. Are they going to win next year? Likely not, dude. Likely not. So, it's just like... Not with AD with the Lakers, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. And look, they played with fire. Sometimes you you overvalue assets, man. And I get it. You want flexibility. You're a GM. You're, you're You're trying to be smart. You're trying to be ahead of the game, right? Yeah. But... Look, when you have an opportunity nope. to trade for a superstar, you fucking do it. No, so the question is, they gave up a lot. They still have talent. They still have Kyle Kuzma. Is that enough, though? Mm. You know what I mean? Is that enough? If you have Alex Caruso running point yeah. with LeBron and, and AD, is that enough it's to not, get you guys to the not, top? And I'll, I'll, I think when you're just a fan and you see two superstars paired together, you're like, holy shit, you know? But if you know basketball... And you know how to construct a team? It's not enough. A, a team to win a championship takes a lot than just superstars. It takes some depth. It takes smart team building. 
I mean, look at the Warriors this season, right? Like, you guys are an amazing team, but you need a bench. <laughs> you know, even though KD yeah. went down, and, and you have to take account into injuries, too. Like, it's hard to be perfectly healthy. <laughs> it's hard to get through yeah. the season. You gotta expect your superstars to sometimes go down for periods of time. So you need depth yeah. to help you get through those tough stretches, man. Yeah. So, yeah. no. LeBron is not, not 22 anymore, I'll tell you that. It's not enough. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll tell you that right now, but the job is only half done, and yeah. There's a whole off season. Who the Lakers sign? Kemba, Kawhi, uh, whatever. Like, you know, fill up the roster. Kyrie, Kyrie, fill up the roster with, with maybe not superstars, but with mid mid tiered players to kind of give it more depth. There's a lot to Lance. discuss. Yeah, <laughs> Lance, Lance, make them dance. <laughs> yeah, that that guy's done, dude. <laughs> that guy's done. <laughs> that was the worst signing for the Lakers. I don't know. He was like shacking the fool MVP, dude. Um. So, I mean, we're going to all tackle all that soon, dude. But I'll say this much. It's a win, dude. Uh, In my perspective, Mm -hmm. it's a huge win, I think. And people were saying it was a foregone conclusion. But look, it took a lot to get to this point. I think people were pulling the rope in all one direction, though. (laughs) Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, the Lakers. The only thing holding up was maybe like a couple other owners and some other people that didn't want that to happen. But the rope was being tugged in the same direction and it happened it gave right all the haters from the warriors start hating on the lakers now <laughs> Now they have the super team yeah i kind of miss all the haters now now that we're we're you know we're not doing so well dude you're going to go back to that <laughs> underdog team man it's kind of refreshing actually mm-hmm. you know it'd be nice to be able to just stay low-key and then have all the attention to you guys i do think the lakers can be competitive i mean that's all world talent right there It'll be interesting to see how they can put things together and, and make that work out. But that really, you know, that <laughs> you don't really want to talk about this shit, dude. <laughs> one of the worst sports weeks of my life, yeah. literally one week ago. So, okay, maybe not the time we're recording, but literally one week ago, KD's Achilles was yeah. intact. We were in the finals, crazy ACL. And now these guys are gone for a year. And now the Lakers have AD. Oh my god, can we just cancel next season? This is a perfect time for a lockout. You know? <laughs> Renegotiate we the just CBA have a right strike now. right now, dude. For the NBA. All of these guys can just take care of their family. Maybe there's like a you know, maybe there's like a I don't know, man, some some labor issue or whatever. Adam Silver, man, you're fucking things up. Let's cancel the season. Jeez. I actually felt bad. That's how much I care about you as a friend, man. Like when the AD trade went through, I was like on cloud nine dude and then i thought we're gonna be recording this podcast soon damn it's like we're on polar opposites but you know what for most of the season dude i was in the dumps like look at all the topics we had about the lakers man it's fucking it was terrible it was 50 50 we were still talking about the lakers shit (laughs) that's true lakers bad shit It's not my fault that the Lakers step, kept on uh, fucking up. It wasn't. It wasn't your fault at all. I just want to blame yeah. you, dude. I just want to blame you. I know, man. Jeez, man. I'm looking at you across the table right now. I'm like, man, what I'll, the fuck. I'll tell you this. I trade a Katie's Achilles injury for a Magic Johnson scandal right now. <laughs> tell you that. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. I would. I would easily make that trade. Yeah. It's, I, it. It literally is. We gave up these these things to get those rings that we had and at least we have rings to show for at least there's three rings hopefully we can get back to the top yeah i want uh, i want to ask you the lakers we, yeah i want to ask you before it closes out we're going to talk more lakers coming up dude free agency is coming up 
the Lakers are big players, and then obviously the Warriors. I want to ask you, what's your dream off off season scenario coming coming up? I mean, it's in two weeks. Not, I don't. Maybe yeah. maybe framing it that way is not the right way. But what would you like to see happen? I would like some Stanford or UC Berkeley professor <laughs> uh, come up with like some goat knee thing that could help heal an Achilles and an ACL. <laughs> that would be the dream scenario, and that these guys would be up and running in in three months by the start of the season that uh, you asked me if what my dream scenario is that's my dream scenario i just want to turn back uh, you know what i want i want an infinity gauntlet where i could turn back time so so that we can just forget everything that's that's happened that's what i want to happen i just wanted things to be where it was before i'm sorry dude i'm sorry (laughs) i can see the tears rolling down your eyes jeez man it's funny because you were like throughout the whole season, you were getting a little wary of KD, dude. Like it was starting to wear on you. Just the, all the rumors, yeah. And all this this no. injury went down, and you have a newfound respect for KD. But you were yeah. you were getting tired of him, man. Yeah, I mean it it was, and I think the organization and the fan base felt it as well. I'm just kind of resonating with everybody else. It's just it's a lot, you know. And you've been through championship years with the Lakers yeah. and all of that stuff. All this drama just keeps on adding up. As the year progresses, everybody's just tired, mentally tired of dealing and talking about this bullshit. It, it was wearing on me. The but. crazy thing is I can relate to you. Like those championship years with Kobe and Shaq, towards the tail end, all that drama came out. <laughs> just like this yeah. year for the Warriors. And we had injuries yeah. too. We didn't have injuries to our superstars, which is the huge difference. But like the injuries yeah. got us at the end. And it was just kind of like it all fell apart. And you're just like, damn, like the whole year was such a struggle, dude. All these fucking yeah. rumors. Like you said, it was like end my misery, man. Like if we're not going to win it, yeah. just end my misery, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's where it was, honestly. That's where it really was. And I think, again, I would have been fine with it ending not positively, but the injuries yeah. are like. That's so devastating, man. Shaq and Kobe. Well, Kobe eventually, but Shaq never had that in that stage at that point in their career. He was already on the the downhill. Yeah, the positive thing is when Shaq and Kobe went down for, you know, a couple years, Kobe eventually was able to get a couple more rings with Pau Gasol and everything. So I'm hoping that we can kind of follow suit and just have a couple of down years and then come back when AD... I'm not even going to make a joke about <laughs> injuries, man. I'm, not even, I'm just saying. You don't want that bad juju, I mean? dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Whatever juju I was working before wasn't working, so I'm not even going to say it. But I'm just hoping that we can get back to the top. And at that point in time, uh, hopefully there isn't any hate because people know where we've been. And you can't really hate on people that have gone through shit like that. So it is what it is. As much as I don't want to say this, this is definitely not the last that we're going to talk about the Warriors being at t- on the top. Uh, I really firmly believe that. And I'm a Laker fan, and I s- see this, the team that we're trying to stack together. Um, it's definitely not. And if it's going to take one year for them to heal up, whether KD is there or not, that front office is super smart, dude. And that culture is already built. Whether it's whether they keep Draymond or, or find another talent or like build around uh, the core of Steph and Clay differently, it, it, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. So It's hard to hear as a Warrior fan, but from an outside perspective, to see how the team was run and really step back and not focus on the injuries right now, it's yeah. a well-run ship. And as much as we joke about them being light years ahead, and a lot of people have made jokes about them saying that, it's true, though. Yeah. They have been light years ahead. That's why people make fun of it. It's, it's, it's kind of cocky for them to say that themselves because when you, yeah. when you put it out yourself, people are going to make fun of you, right? 
versus someone else yeah. saying that about you. But it's true, though. They just call it how it is, dude. It's true. Yeah. It's hard for me to appreciate that uh, that sentiment. I appreciate. Maybe you're just trying to make me feel better just because you literally see, saw some tears from my <laughs> my cheeks right now. But whatever, man. I mean, I'll say this we'll much. see how you guys go. I could give less of a fuck when we play you guys, though. Like, I really could. I, I, I just wanted us to trounce you guys. And I hope next year yeah. we do. I don't care if you guys are injured. <laughs> like, that's that's yeah. the real talk. Like, I'm not going to yeah. put it in your face, but I want to win the games, dude. <laughs> like, that's just simply yeah. put, you know? I want us to exactly. be on top. I hope we we capitalize on that opportunity that the Warriors are down to win a chip. Yeah. And then next year, we'll duke it out again. Let's do that. Yeah. 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 It'll be an easy task. <laughs> Brad and AD are Let's fucking just... scary, man. It's the monsters. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> dude, Space Jam, dude. Unibrow and LeBron, yeah. let's do it. The movie is making more sense as it's as we speak right now, dude. Hey, I think Clay's gonna be part of the movie, right? <laughs> he, he got an ACL, man. He's not gonna do some Hollywood shit, man. Just go to the Bahamas, Clay, and just fucking get some rest, man. We need it. Hey, with that said, let, let's let you re- continue recovery from all this stuff. And there's a more, dude, more storylines to come. Thank you for doing the <sighs> podcast. Thank you for doing this episode. I know it's super tough. Like, we talked about this beforehand a couple of days. And you're like, this one's going to be truly the probably the roughest one. Losing the finals and these injuries and you were able to talk through it. I mean, like I said, it's a true fan's reaction and just opinion, man. Like... You are true blue, dude. I keep reiterating that because I've seen it through the years, man. I've seen you on the downs and the highs, but that's part of the true fan experience, man. Yeah, well, I'm on on a down right now, and I see you on your high. So <laughs> we'll see what I, we'll see how what next season brings to both of our teams, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. With that said, you know, follow us on IG Ball versus Life official, and shoot us an email Ball versus Life at gmail.com give us a rating subscribe to us give us a review please and yeah we'll catch you on the next episode next week thank you very much peace congrats on the engagement jack peace ad and the engagement the year's looking up baby (laughs) go lakers